Evening prayer starts on page 22. I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open up thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 99 is on page 462. The Lord is king, be the people never so impatient. He sitteth between the cherubim, be the earth never so unquiet. The Lord is great in Zion, and high above all people. They shall give thanks unto thy name, which is great, wonderful, and holy. The king's power loveth judgment. Thou hast prepared equity. Thou hast executed judgment, and righteous in Jacob. O magnify the Lord our God, and fall down before his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among such as called upon his name, these called upon the Lord, and he heard them. He spake unto them out of the cloudy pillar, for they kept his testimonies and the law that he gave them. Thou heardest them, O Lord our God. Thou forgavest them, O God. Thou didst punish their wicked doings. O magnify the Lord our God, and worship him upon his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Here begins the tenth verse of the book, tenth verse of the fifteenth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Woe is me, my mother, that you have borne me, a man of strife and a man of contention to the whole earth. I have neither lent for interest, nor have men lent to me for interest. Every one of them curses me. The Lord said, Surely it will be well with your remnant. Surely I will cause the enemy to intercede with you in the time of adversity and in the time of affliction. Can anyone break iron, the northern iron and the bronze? Your wealth and your treasures I will give as plunder without, without price because of all your sins throughout the, your territories. And I will make you cross over with your enemies into a land which you do not know. For a fire is kindled in my anger, which shall burn upon you. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me, and take vengeance for me on my persecutors. In your enduring patience, do not take me away. Know that for your sake I have suffered rebuke. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I did not sit in the assembly of the mockers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone because of your hand, for you have filled me with indignation. Why is my pain perpetual and my wound incurable, which refuses to be healed? Will you surely be to me like an unreliable stream as waters that fail? Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, then I will bring you back. You shall stand before me. If you take out the precious from the vial, you shall be as my mouth. Let them return to you, but you must not return to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall, and they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you from the grip of the terrible. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th chapter of the Gospel of St. Mark. Then as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. And Jesus answered and said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things will be fulfilled? And Jesus, answering them, began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will deceive many. 
But when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled, for such things must happen, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines and troubles. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But watch out for yourselves, for they will deliver you up to councils, and you will be beaten in the synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given you in that hour, speak that, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Now brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Here ends the second lesson. Deacon Bob, I think you're muted. Yeah. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant we beseech thee, Almighty God, that we, who for our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished, by the comfort of thy grace may mercifully be relieved through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O Lord, who has taught us that it... Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee 
we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. We have um, Psalm 99 and Psalm 100. I just wanted to make a comment or two about uh, each, each one of those. Uh, in Psalm 99, the, the theme of the psalm is summed up in its last verse, the Lord our God is holy. In verse 9, uh, the, the psalmist encourages praise to the king for his holiness, uh, which is the utter separateness of God from all other creatures and things, as well as his moral separateness from sin. So it's important to remember that God, um, remember we talked about a few days ago, we talked about how the, the iron workers and the woodworkers would make God, and, and they talked about creation, people were creation, but God's totally separate from all that because he is the creator, not he's not part of the creation. And so the psalmist exalts in the truth that God is such a holy God, but what he really exalts in is the intimate, intimate saving relationship that God had with Israel throughout our history. And so in the first verse of Psalm 99, we see a familiar phrase, and we pray the Benedictus S every morning. And we, we say, Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. And we see in this psalm that it's uh, that we're talking about the he who dwells between the cherubim, uh, sitteth between the cherubim. And, and also in Psalm 81, we see that too, you, ye who do dwell between the cherubim and shine forth. And so when you see between the cherubim, um, it's believed that that's a reference to the Ark of God, which symbolized God's presence. And so because in the Ark, you might remember when it, in the Old Testament it was described, and it's this, this golden box, and there's two cherubim sitting, and they're up there, and they're facing each other. And, and so the presence of God was between the cherubim. And so that's, that's what that reference is. So in Psalm 100, is, you know, we pray that pretty regularly, on, especially on a feast day. It's the Jubilate Deo. And in the third verse, we're commanded to know. And it's kind of the theme of it. We're to know that the Lord, he is God. And uh, that's a basic confession from the Shema in Israel. Um, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Thou shalt love the Lord um, with all your heart, with all your soul. So he is God. And it's a confession that Israel's covenant God is the only true God and that he made us. So it's a reminder to Israel and also a reminder to us that God is the only true God and that he is in control. So as we move into Jeremiah, I wanted to ask if, you, if you've seen somebody, either a, maybe a minister, let's just say with say people you know who are um, working in ministry or ordained, and no matter what happens, they kind of stay calm and they're able to uh, handle and, and not lose their cool. Uh, one of the people I'm thinking of is uh, Bishop, kind of reminds me of that. Father Kevin's like that when I see him. And I want to let you know, Jeremiah wasn't like that. Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. He's the guy that preaches the lesson and gets really frustrated if the people don't hear him. And, and, he, and he wears their sin like it's his own. And he, so he's, he's really emotionally involved here. And in verse 15, in verse 10 of 15, uh, chapter 15, he's, he wishes he'd never been born. That's how bad he feels. And so in verse 11, uh, it reminds us that when, when things get no, seem like they're going to get no darker, excuse me, no darker, it can't get any worse, that there's still going to be a remnant. And um, God promises Jeremiah that he will, um, 
if you if you repent, this is towards the end of verse 15. Uh, after going, excuse me, Jeremiah starts complaining in 15, and then towards the end, God says, "If you repent, I'll protect you. Uh, if you return, then I will bring you back, and you shall stand before me. You shall be as my mouth." And so when he says that um, he'll protect him and he'll stand before him, and, and earlier he said that the um, foreign land or the foreign people will treat him well. And so what we see in um, later in ver chapter 40, and especially verses 1 through 6, is that Nebuchadnezzar did treat Jeremiah pretty well and actually did send him back to Israel at one point. And um, so all those promises of God came true. So I think that's the important thing is when it gets darkest, uh, there's always a remnant. Remember Elijah, uh, after he fled from uh, King Ahab and, and Jezebel, and he was... a you know, kind of moaning and groaning under the tree, and the angel came, and he said, I'm the only one left. And he said, no, you're not. Uh, I've, I've kept 7,000 who haven't bowed the knee to Baal. So you're not alone. We think we're alone sometimes, and we are not. So like Jeremiah, when things get bad, it looks sometimes like we complain, and God told him to stop complaining, stand faithfully, and um, to, and to live steadfastly, and God would take care of him. So what we find um, in Mark, uh, this is the... Um, Olave Discourse is what it's called from it because it's from the Mount of Olives. And it's one of the famous discourses that we saw, especially back in the 70s and 80s, when, when everybody was thinking that Jesus was going to come back in the next 10 minutes. And so what I've learned as an Anglican is I'm not sure when Jesus is coming back. I'm very sure he's coming back. But what I do know is I'm already in the kingdom of God. And so we live in the kingdom in the present. So some of these things Jesus talks about uh, we may have to surrender our lives. We may have to live and uh, be taken up before the, the councils and in the synagogue. I thought it was interesting that he said councils and synagogues. So it's like the civil authorities and the religious authorities will be after us. And, of course, that started happening right away in the Christian church where the synagogues were that sent St. Uh, St. Paul out. When he was not St. Paul, he was Saul, and he was uh, persecuting the church. And then, of course, the Romans and, and um, the the tribulations and the um, uh, we're you know we're always um, putting Christians to desk and and um, and chasing them down and, and just giving them nothing but trouble the whole time. And he said, said uh, in this verse, Jesus said, "You'll be brought before rulers and kings." And he said, uh, "Don't worry about what you're going to say." He said, "It'll be given to you by the Holy Spirit." So, regardless of what happens, how history plays out. We're already in the kingdom, and so we just hang on to our kingdom spot. We stay steadfast no matter what happens. And we do that by staying in our prayer and, and always being reminded what how we live as Christians rather than, um, you know, getting caught up in the culture and trying to make everybody happy. And so I think one of the key things, and I think Father John um, spoke about this a little bit this morning, it's, it's not about what you do on the outside. It's what change, how you change on the inside. We're not trying to make God be part of of this culture. We're trying to make, uh, allow ourselves to be changed by God so we can live in his way. And so the key um, thing that Jesus said, he who endures to the end shall be saved. So we stand steadfast, we stay in our prayer, and we look forward to the uh, fulfillment of the kingdom. But I think it's really important to remember that we live in the kingdom right now and we enjoy that as we're living it, even as we go through the tribulations and the trials. So that that's pretty much my thoughts for today on this. There was a lot lot to talk about, but um, I promise I won't talk about it anymore. We'll just go to the intercession on page five ninety. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. 
and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Unless through our own frailty or the temptations which encompass us we be drawn again into sin, vouchsafe us, we beseech the direction and assistance of thy Holy Spirit. Reform whatever is amiss in the in the temper and disposition of our souls, that no unclean thoughts, unlawful designs, or inordinate desires may rest there. Purge our hearts from envy, envy and hatred and malice, that we may never suffer the sun to go down upon our wrath, that may always go to our rest in peace, charity, and goodwill, with a conscience void of offense towards thee and towards men, so that we may be preserved pure and blameless under the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you to Barb and Aaliyah for helping out with us today, and thank you for praying with me. Have a great Thursday evening. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Yeah, Thanks, thank Deacon you. Bob. Good night. Have a good, good evening, everybody. Enjoy basketball. <laughs> thank you. Have a good evening.